But we do thank our brother and sister for playing the music tonight. We appreciate that. Well, again, if you have your Bible, can you turn to the book of Acts this time? It would be good, perhaps, if you could keep a marker there in Genesis chapter 49. But turn to the book of Acts because we're now going to read about another man and about his death and about his funeral procession. And about his burial. And this is Stephen and he's before the council. He's been giving his great defense before them. Explaining his reasons for believing as he does in Christ the Saviour. And if you look at verse 54 of Acts chapter 7, Acts 7 verse 54, it says, When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven, And saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. And said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord. And cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. When he had said this, he fell asleep. And Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time there was a great persecution against the church which was at Jerusalem. They were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. Again, we'll end our reading there. May the Lord bless these readings from his precious word to our hearts tonight. With our Bibles open, can we just now bow our hearts again and ask the Lord to bless us through his word. Father, we thank the Lord that we're here tonight and we thank thee that we have the liberty in this land to gather as we do. We have the Bible, Lord, and it's open before us. We have the promise of thy blessed Holy Spirit. We pray now that, Lord, you would open up thy word to our understanding and open up our understanding to thy word. We pray that none will leave the meeting tonight not understanding what God's word to them is tonight. I pray, Lord, for that help 
that help that is outside of myself, that help which is outside of man, that help which is not of this earth, but that help which comes from heaven. I pray, Lord, for the power, the infilling afresh of the Holy Spirit. Cleanse me and sanctify me afresh, Lord, even for this task now before us as we handle thy precious word. Give liberty, Lord. Give help. Give authority, Lord. And we pray that even tonight thy blessing will be the portion of all who are here. Whatever their need might be, Lord, we especially remember if there be any not yet saved and the note, we pray that tonight they will be saved by thy grace. Continue with us, Lord, we pray in our Saviour's name. Amen. Yes, we have read tonight concerning the death of two men. One in the book of Genesis among the patriarchs and one in the early days of what we might call the Christian church in the book of Acts. These two men are separated by centuries as regards time. But both Jacob and Stephen died believers. They died believers. They died in faith. Both of them came to trust under the shadow of the Lord's wings. Both of them saw Christ. And both of them died trusting him. It's a wonderful thing. You know, we were singing that hymn, Yesterday, Today, Forever, Jesus is the same. And I realize there are differences, of course, in our Bible. There, there is the Old Testament, there is the New Testament, but we should never drive a wedge between those two. Both these men died trusting the Lord. When you think of Jacob, I was thinking, you know, if Jacob was with us today and he died in our day and a little insertion was put in the paper, maybe the Telegraph or the Newsletter or the Newton Arts Chronicle or I forget what your local paper is here, and it would possibly read something like this, Jacob died peacefully at home, surrounded by his family. Isn't that right? That's, I think that sums up what we've read even in the book of Genesis. He died peacefully at home in his own bed, surrounded by his family. Stephen, on the other hand, died a violent death. He was stoned to death. He was put to death in that sense. 
But both of them died in faith. Both of these men, though separated by centuries of time, they were united in this. They died having embraced the promise of God, the good news of God, the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I love the, well, if I could call it the homeliness or quaintness of the King James Bible, because didn't we read there at the end of chapter 49 of Genesis, lovely little phrase, it says, when Jacob had made an end of commanding his sons, he gathered up his feet into the bed and yielded up the ghost. And was gathered unto his people. Now if you keep your finger there and come with me to Hebrews chapter 11. Because there's a wonderful New Testament comment upon what we just read there. And I love this. Hebrews chapter 11 and the verse 21. By faith, Jacob, when he was a dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning upon the top of his staff. So if you take these words, you can sort of paint a picture of this old man and he's, he's half in, half out of the bed and he's leaning on the top of his staff and he's addressing his sons and he's addressing the sons of Joseph and it says and he worshipped leaning upon the top of his staff and then in Genesis we read having done that he gathered up his feet into the bed yielded up the ghost and was gathered unto his people and I, I would reckon that's a good way to go Not that we can plan how we'll go. That's in the Lord's hands. But wasn't that a good way to go? There's a man. There's a man full of the word of God. God speaking through him. There's a man full of the spirit of God. There's a man full of worship and praise. There's a man, and if you read in chapter 48, he's he's going over his history and he's blessing the Lord God Almighty, whoever revealed himself to him and, and by his grace uh, changed a wretch like him. He's just blessing God. He's just he's glad to be saved. His life is over. And he gathers up his feet into the bed, yields up the ghost, and is gathered onto his people. And it's not a lovely little phrase. He's gathered onto his people. Now some people tell you that that's just a reference to where he was buried, but it is not because he wasn't buried in Egypt as we read. He was taken to Canaan beyond even the Jordan. No, he was gathered onto his people. He went home to where all who died trusting the Lord had gone. And so we have this wonderful, wonderful picture of Jacob as he is dying. You know, there's a psychological moment 
when you're, you die. And until you reach that psychological moment, you're not dead. You may be hanging by a thread. There may hardly be a pulse. There may hardly be a heart rate. There may hardly be a breath. But until you reach that moment, you are still alive. But once you reach that moment, you have died. Your spirit, soul leaves your body. And for the believer, it is absent from the body and present with the Lord. Now you think on the other hand of Stephen. Stephen is not resting in his bed. Stephen is out. He's been before these men who are enraged because of his faith in the Lord Jesus. They are enraged. And they are determined that he's going to suffer. And we read how that they took him and they cast him, verse 58 of Acts 7, out of the city and they stoned him. What a difference. You know, Jacob died a peaceful death, surrounded by his family in his own bed. But here's a man and he's being stoned. Don't know how, what that would be like. Now they're not throwing little pebbles at him. They're throwing large stones at him. They're pumping the very life out of him. What a difference. This, here's a man dying a violent death. But you know he's a believer too. And you see I think these two passages of scripture where we're brought to see the minutes leading up to these men's death and then the moment of their death and then after their death the funeral and the burial can we not see that really the important thing is not the circumstances of our death or even the age at which we die we all I'm sure want to live a long life but that's in the Lord's hands. The important thing is we die in faith. We die in Christ. Can I ask you tonight in this meeting house, this beautiful summer's evening and this the Lord's day, have you faith? You know, Jacob, Jacob was taken and God blessed him and God straightened out his life. And he, he was a man who walked with the Lord. And he came to that moment when he passed from this scene of time. He died embracing the promise of God and he died in the embrace of God. And here's Stephen taken out of the city, stoned to death. And Stephen dies having embraced the Savior. And he died in the embrace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, their deaths are, are different. Circumstances are different. Very different. But can you not see what unites them? Their faith in the Lord. God had worked in Jacob's life. God had worked in Stephen's life. Stephen was a deacon. The New Testament church. And God brought him to that day when he made this great testimony 
before the council, the Jewish council. And oh, they were so bitter. They had no desire to open their hearts to the Lord and God, but God used Stephen's death because did you read there in the verse number 58 of Acts 7, they cast him out of the city and stoned him and the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. You see, Saul witnessed Stephen's death that spoke to him. And the Lord said to him in Damascus Road, it is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. God was speaking. Someone has rightly said that our death, now we don't know how we'll die. We may pass away in our sleep. But someone said our death will be our final act of faith. To die trusting in the Lord. You see, both these men died in faith. Secondly, both these men died testifying of Christ. Now that's very easily seen in the case of Stephen. If you come again to Acts chapter 7, let's read it. It says, verse 55, but Stephen being full of the Holy Ghost looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. Here he is coming to his last moments in this scene of time. And what this scene of time had brought to his attention was fading and fading and another world was coming before his vision. Uh, and isn't it wonderful? It says that he looked up steadfastly into heaven. Oh, does that not again show you his faith? Steadfastly into heaven. And he saw the glory of God and he saw Jesus standing on the right hand of God. And I love the comment, you know, we're told that when Christ purchased our salvation and was raised from the dead and went back to glory, he sat down the right hand of God. Yet here he's standing. Is he standing to honour his servant, faithful unto death? Is he standing to receive his servant? Oh, I don't want to read too much into this, but perhaps we do see here the, the, the two things. If you're a believer in this meeting and you come to your death and I come to my death, if the Lord tarries, is this not shown as the, the two things we'll see first of all? One, the glory. We'll see the glory. And two, Jesus. We'll see the glory of God and we'll see the Lord Jesus. He, he testifies in verse 56, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. And in verse 59, when they stoned him, he's calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And then he kneels down and he cries with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. 
Isn't it wonderful how he died? A violent death, a martyr's death, yet so confident in the Lord. The Lord had blessed him, honored him. And you know, you read in church history and you read of those who were burnt at the stake and you know it is amazing how God gave special grace to so many. The Covenanters of Scotland. It's amazing to read Fox's Book of Martyrs. To read some of those wonderful, wonderful incidents where people were brought to the end of their days but yet they were given great grace to die for the Lord. Well, you know, you don't need dying grace tonight. You, you need living grace. But isn't it good to know when our day comes, the Lord is with us. So you can see, Stephen, oh, he's witnessing for Christ. No doubt about it. He's witnessing for Christ, and he's witnessing for Christ in such a way that a young man is spoken to who gets converted and becomes the great apostle Paul and goes around the country at that time establishing churches and great missionary journeys, standing before kings and standing before uh, great men and all to tell them of Christ. Now you might say, well, I can see that clearly, but how did Jacob speak of Christ? Well, come with me to Genesis 49. Genesis 49. And these are wonderful. I remember some years ago, Dr. Ron Johnson, who was our pastor in Newton Arge for 12 years and a great Bible teacher and still is, of course. And I remember him taking us through this chapter and bringing out many, many wonderful things. But look at uh, chapter 49 and verse 8. Now remember, this is this aged man. He's leaning on the top of his staff, half in and half out of the bed. And he says, verse 8, Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Of course, that's what Judah means, praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies, Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. He said, Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down, he couched as a lion, and as an old lion, who shall rouse him up? Now, we haven't time to go into all of those phrases. But look at verse 10. This old man is dying. And he's going to testify here of Christ. He says, The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a, long, a log ever from between his feet, until Shiloh come, the peacemaker. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. And there... Jacob, by the revelation of God, he sees Christ. He sees Shiloh. He sees the great peacemaker, the Messiah, the Savior, who would come. I love the comment here from, of course, that great commentator, Matthew Henry. He says, thus, 
dying Jacob at a great distance saw Christ's day like Abraham and it was his comfort and support on his deathbed. Well, there's no doubt Jacob saw Christ far off. He embraced the promise of the Messiah, the one who would come and unto him would the gathering of the people be. And so here's a man, an old man, dying, and he's dying, yes, he's dying peacefully, surrounded by his family in his own bed, and he's testifying of Christ. And here's Stephen dying a violent death. Not, We don't read of any comforts. We don't read even of any who were there with him to maybe shout encouragement. Perhaps there were, I don't know. We're not told. But he's testifying of Christ. You know, that's the question tonight. No matter what you've done in your life, no matter who you are in this life, you know, I, I saw a couple of, well, the past two weeks, there was two men who have too much money and they blasted themselves up into, they said it was space, but like it's up in the atmosphere. And there had a few with them who also have a lot of money. I think I'll stick to just climbing up Scrabble Hill myself. But up they went, and they experienced weightlessness. Weightlessness. Couldn't help but think. I see a few boys on a Saturday night, and I think they're experiencing weightlessness as they wheel their way home from the pub. Up they went, and down they came. And it was fantastic. The only thing that matters, the only thing that will matter, when we're saying goodbye to this world, when we're saying goodbye to all we know and love, when we're saying goodbye to family and friends, when we're saying goodbye to our little house and our garden, when we're saying goodbye to everything, the only thing that will matter Do you know him? I'm 61 years of age. I may live to see 90. I may die on the way home. But you know what's great? I'm saved. In 1977, the Lord spoke to me. And I trusted the Lord and received Christ as my Savior. And I'm not perfect, but he is. I have a perfect Savior. And a death I know from many promises of Scripture. The Lord will be with me. There will be light at the river of Jordan. There's many here can testify the same thing because you're, you're saved. You took, you took God at his word and as the gospel was presented to you, and you received, and maybe many of you have a text of scripture, 
And that text or that promise was what brought you or helped you to Christ. Whatever it might be. But you're saved tonight. And that's great. And like old Jacob and like Stephen, whether you die a peaceful death or a violent death or whatever, you'll die in Christ. And it'll be absent from the body and it'll be present with the Lord. But are you here tonight and you're not saved? And you know, you know, you will die. We all know that. We all see funerals. In fact, in Newton Ards, I live very near Clark's Funeral Parlour, and there's Doggart's, and there's Kirkwood's, and many of the time we see a funeral procession coming through the town and up the Donaghy Road, and then up the Mavilla Road, and into Mavilla Cemetery. And we are all aware. But how few sit down and actually consider the need to be saved, to trust the Lord, to trust the Lord and be ready for that great day. You know, both these men died in faith, separated by centuries of time, but all at that moment together died in faith. Both these men died speaking of Christ. Oh, Jacob saw him afar off. Stephen looked up and saw Jesus standing, but they both testified of Christ. Both of these men have left in the Bible, and it's recorded in the Bible, a wonderful testimony. Jacob, the old twister, but he came to walk with God. Stephen, converted to Christ, and the deacon in a New Testament church. But you know something? Look what it says again in chapter 49 of Genesis in the last verse, and we're coming to a close. It says, And when Jacob had made an end of commanding his sons, he gathered up his feet into the bed and yielded up the ghost, yielded up the soul, the spirit, and was gathered unto his people. And then we read, don't we, in the book of Acts chapter 8, sorry, chapter number 7 and verse 60, it says, And Stephen kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. He died. And then verse 2 of chapter 8 and devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. We've read of great lamentation as that mighty procession. Can you imagine that funeral procession taking the embalmed body of Jacob back to Canaan? We, we read about it. It was massive. It was like the 12th of July. And chariots and horsemen, guards and Amazing. And great lamentation. And here's great lamentation over Stephen. You see, of whom the world was not worthy. These two men, their death meant something. It meant something to God's people. 
Jacob's death meant a lot to Joseph and his sons and Joseph's brothers. And Stephen's death meant a lot to the church at that time. It's a great thing to be well spoken of by other believers when we come to die past this scene of time. Great thing to be gathered unto the people of God. Great thing to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Two believers separated by centuries of time and yet can you see such similarities and what really matters at the end of the day when we come to pass from this scene of time. Oh, I asked you again, are you saved? Like Jacob, have you come to trust in the Lord God? And you know, isn't it wonderful because don't we sometimes read that phrase and speak that phrase, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Have you come to trust in Jacob's God? Have you come to trust in Stephen's Saviour? If not, then come to the Lord tonight. You know, there's literature on those tables that'll help you. If you want to speak to anyone here or speak to me, we'll gladly sit down and share with you other scriptures that'll help you. Don't leave it. You don't know when you'll die. We really don't. We've witnessed a little young boy there who went for a swim near Scarvin died. A man, I think he was in his 50s, also died. So we don't know. But we can know we're saved. We can know we're ready. And we can know that the moment we die, we will be in the embrace of the Lord. And we'll see the glory. And we'll see the Savior. And we'll be with God's people for all eternity. May the Lord bless these thoughts tonight from his precious word. And let us just bow our hearts. And again, we urge you to come to the Lord and trust him. And I might say, if there's someone here and you're cold at heart, it wouldn't be a good thing to die backslidden. Better to die in faith and to die trusting the Lord and to die walking with God. To die. Heard about a man recently and he, he stood up in the, his, his prayer meeting. He stood up in his prayer meeting in his, the hall he went to and started to pray and dropped down dead. I thought, what a thing to go to glory from the prayer meeting. Father, we thank thee for thy precious word. Lord, how we thank thee for the Bible and for the King James Bible. Thank thee, Lord, how, how homely and how heavenly and yet down to earth it is. Lord, we picture that man Jacob leaning on his staff and how he, he pulled his feet up into the bed and was gathered unto his people. Oh, Lord, Thank you, Lord, for the, the wealth of the Bible, how it touches on everything. 
that concerns us, everything that's, that's important. So we thank you, Lord, for your blessing tonight and for your help. May we even tonight as we retire and sit at home and even go to your own beds, may we meditate even upon these scriptures and rejoice in the fact that these two men, they died trusting Christ. Oh, Father, I pray no one here, I pray, Father, no one here will die out of Christ that all will come to be saved tonight. Take us, Lord, home in safety with thy blessing upon us. Bless the witness here and the things that are planned over the next weeks as regards outreach to children and others. Lord, visit this area, we pray, with thy mighty Holy Spirit. And in the teeth of satanic opposition, Lord, in the very teeth of it, build thy church. We thank you, Lord, that Saul, a young man, witnessed Stephen's death and became the mighty Apostle Paul by the grace of God. So, Lord, may the grace of the Lord Jesus, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit abide with us this evening, abide with us tomorrow and tomorrow evening and every tomorrow and every evening until Jesus comes or calls. We pray. In his precious name, amen.